Welcome to RGM. Are you in a band? Come and join us. Simply click on the RGM submission page, submit your music, and we'll sort the rest. We will. We'll sort the rest. Ardent. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. We're here. My podcast. Welcome to the RGM Experience Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Safe space, have a little chat, and delve into what goes on in the grassroots music industry. And beyond, of course. And today's, ladies and gentlemen, we've got a we've got we've got a lot of fun ahead. Um I've very enjoyed just come off literally just come off a chat with the boys. Along with Ollie. From the Lilacs, ladies and gentlemen. A fascinating journey from from Wigan. You can say you're a Wigan band now and not say you're from Manchester. We talk about that. That's good. Yeah, you should always say be proud of where you're from and not like tag of just be satellite town band. Love that. Yeah, Ollie from the Lilacs join us today for an exciting episode talking about all things the Lilacs just before they go on tour. We've got a new single out. Um, you know, how, how are they getting on? What are they up to? We talk about it all, and that's coming up very soon, ladies and gentlemen, here at the RGM Podcast. So, hello, so how are you? I like to uh, check in on you all. Uh, we had a lot of feedback from the Ian Prowse episode last week. Um, I know some people find us ram- randomly and, you know, delve into the archives and you you appear at these episodes, so hi to you guys too. I, I, I'm, I'm just... Uh, I'm obsessed with timelines, I suppose. Uh, I kind of have to describe for some reason where I am and where I sit in the world. Um, but yeah, I'm fresh off uh, the episode with Ian Prowse last week. And uh, what an amazing guy that guy is. Uh, such a great response. And if you're a brand new fan and you're an Ian Prowse fan and you're, you're stuck around to a new week here at the RGM podcast, uh, you're very welcome. And as always, uh, I do like to thank you guys that listen every week. It's very much appreciated. And you can always delve into the archives if you are new. There's plenty going on in there too. Yeah, we I, I spent the day down. We, we talk about this in the, in the interview. I first saw these guys live in Bridlington at this, this Feelings gig. Um, such a great to see them on the, a big, massive stage. Really impressed with it, you know. And, and they're really professional, and that comes across from Ollie. You know, you can tell they've got their head screwed on, and that you know, these lads—they're going places. You know, you can just—you can just feel it. Um, so yeah, ex- you know, enjoy. I don't know what for, for want of a better phrase. So what's going on in RGM? Oh, great, great! Oh, massive week. We've got the new cast album that's reviewed on there. We've got a new single from Jen Dixon, nice one that's just come up on the side. Uh, the new review of. Idols, their new albums come on there. We've got loads coming up as well. We've got the new Little Man Tate album coming up. We've got loads of new albums. Uh, like, like, literally like 10 that I can't think of any right now as I'm speaking to you. That's just because I forget stuff, you know. Uh, but hey-ho. Uh, so yeah, stay tuned to... The, basically, the point is stay tuned to rgm.press. There's loads of new music and tunes and entertainment coming your way on there. So rather than just like all this self-promotion stuff, I feel like I've done the, uh, uh, I've, done, I've, done, <laughs> I've laid the the lay of the, the law of the land there. Uh, let's crack on some tunes. Eh? Music, that's what it's all about. Oh, you 
music went funny there. Uh, so yeah, let's stick with the talent. The talent on hand today, ladies and gentlemen, is Ollie from the Lilacs. Mate, let's do it. Good afternoon, you alright mate? Yeah, sound thanks, sound thanks. I know you're busy, you've got a big gig tonight in Scunthorpe and you're, yeah, yeah. Uh, and you're busy as always. Uh, I had the actual pleasure of seeing you guys live for the first time in Bridlington. Uh, the live by the sea gig and what 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 i really uh what what's what all the crowd were wearing lilacs t-shirts mad in it it's mad it was fucking brilliant i thought thought, oh nice one i thought because you know uh the other lads from wigan you know the big boys lathams they were they they had a few people they had a few people with them t-shirts on but there were more people with lilacs t-shirt on at the gig that i thought that's quite impressive yeah, I know. Uh, do you know something? Like we we had this conversation only the other day. Like we yeah. find that no matter what kind of what gig we go to, or what um, you know, if we're supporting, obviously if we're headlining, yeah. we're playing festivals all day, kind of festival things. There always seems to be loads of lilacs merch now. Yeah. I don't know if that's because it's we always try when we do our merch. We always try and make our merch look like it will be something that you could wear on a night out. Mm. You know, like some people, some bands or whatever, put like the face and the tour dates and stuff. And we try and keep it as minimal <laughs> as we can, really, to try and maximise people wearing it. It seems yeah. to be, it seems to be wearing it. A lot of people like, I mean, the bucket hats have just been an absolute, yeah. uh, what's the word? You know, they've just gone down an absolute treat, mate. Do you know what I mean? So uh, they're always out of stock on the website. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because everyone just keeps finding things going. So no, it's, it is brilliant to see. And it's almost, you know, I like say you're walking onto the, you know, you're on the bill with some really big acts mm. there um, and stuff, especially at that Bridlington show. Yeah. And you just see a sea of bucket hats and, like you say, other bits of merch. And it just gives you that sense of confidence. Like, no, like we should, you know, we belong here as well as, you know, some of these other guys. So, yeah, no, it's good. Because, you know, we're in a world of the cost of living crisis and that kind of stuff. And there's not a lot of money out there at the minute. And people are still no. investing in the band and, and treating themselves to merch. And it's so important to a band as well for you to be able to, well, finan- yeah, is, yeah. Be able to finance your own stuff, like the tours. You might pay for a few hotel rooms and that kind of stuff for you. So it's really important for you guys too, isn't it, to cover yeah. your own costs? Well, it is, yeah, because, you know, we're on this tour that we're going on in April, some of them were coming home after it because it's like, if it's within like an hour and a half away, we're going to travel and keep traveling. But, yeah. you know, some of the dates, like Brighton, Bristol, Southampton, you know, all those kind of places, like we have to stay over, but hotels aren't cheap. Yeah. You know, um, so you, you've got to try and find some way of funding them. And so, this is a, you know, your merch and other bits like that. Yeah. And obviously, store tickets and stuff like that. So, well, it seems to be going really well. And I've, you know, I've, I've been seeing your name all over the place. And it just really stood out to me in, in Biddlington because we were all down at Seaside. It was a nice day. We were all looking at fish and chips and stuff. And there were just swarms of lilac fans all over. I just thought, that's nice to see that. That, that just, no. just nice. It's nice. I think it's cliche to be fair, what I'm about to say. But why I think we do have a really good group of group of fans yeah. a bunch of, I mean, uh, to be fair a lot of our fans with possibly some of the other bands that you've had on this podcast they're all yeah. kind of into the kind of you know they overlap anyway because they're all into mm. we're all in the games the same kind of scene you know like mm. a lot of our fans are lottery winners fans as well mm. we're quite close to lottery winners and he said it at his gig at the Apollo and he said like you know you're the best fans out there and I, and I resonate with that because I think I think we've got some great fans you know like the loyal kind of thing and you know they're always our fan club is just never stopped, you know, just never stops buzzing, do you know what I mean? <laughs> because people are posting all the time and, you know, I do count ourselves lucky to have such a good fan, yeah. but it's all ready, yeah, you know well, what I mean? And we've started really. I know, mate, I know it's class and you mentioned the lottery winners there. I went to their Apollo gig and I've been, I've been to many of their gigs and I know how passionate their fans are and just yeah. how, how much they just embrace 
um, how, how, how people can embrace a band. Like, not just going to like, because me, in my day, I just went to one gig if I liked a band. <laughs> but but yeah. a lot of these fans, they buy tickets for five, six, seven dates in the tour. They're that That's what committed I mean. to it. We've got some right diehard. I won't name names. Um, you know, but they'll come, you know, they'll come to like London on a Tuesday night, like yeah. and they're from up north. I'm like, bloody hell, you know, and it's commitment and we need that. Yeah. And those are the kind of people you need. And obviously, you know, if we ever do go and do some really great things with it, those are the people that I suppose we have to thank for first because they were there for us before God kind of anyone else was so it's really impressive i'm always impressed by the passionate music people that listen to this podcast and just a shout out to you guys you know that you, yeah. you, you came to me mind in bidlington and you i know you're always there so let, let's re, let's rewind a little bit so just before you got into music and that then ollie what were you like uh growing up in wigan what was the landscape like for you um just before you got into singing <clears throat> I mean, I suppose I've been a drummer. I'm a drummer. That's my kind of, that's where, where I learned my trade in music okay. uh, from the age of about six. Yeah. Um, actually, me and Sam used to be in a function band, so we used to do like the circuits, we used to do like, yeah. you know, pubs and stuff. We also used to do weddings and that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then kind of one day, really. I mean, what actually happened was Sam's, we had Sam's mum passed mm-hmm. um, back in around about 2017, 16, one of those. Um, and we just thought, it was around that point we were on about getting into a band and doing our own thing anyway. And we just kind of just, you know, when those things like that happen, you just think, fuck it, what have you got to lose kind of yeah. thing? That's, that's actually where we got the name from. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm probably going on a tangent here, but um, the line that comes from is obviously before she died, she had breast cancer. Um, and one of the local charities that, that helped her was it's called the Lilac Centre. So, you know, we were kicking names about, and I think Sam's dad, obviously, mm. um, he said, Wow, about the lilac for that, and it just kind of stuck, really. That you know, and that's why we're called the lilacs. But it was at that point that we said, "Let's go and do it, do it ourselves." So we did it. I was still the drummer at this point, yeah. so there was just me, the drummer, and Sam, the guitarist. And we were finding it really hard finding because I was writing all the tunes still, or at this point, I still do now. But obviously, I was writing them then, and they just whoever we auditioned weren't kind of singing it the way that I had it in my head. Mm. And it just came to a point where I said, "Why don't you that?" I mean, have a go at it and, you know, the rest is history and I am. So, but like I said, I, I'm a drummer. I've been for, what, 18 years, really. So that's drummers. what I did. I did that all through college, university. Um, I even did it at schools and school band as a drummer. Drummers historically have had a, are a different breed of people, aren't they? If, if, yeah, if you know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying. So- I mean, <laughs> our drummer's a different breed. Shout out <laughs> okay. uh, anyone who knows Dave knows that he's different gravy. Do you okay. know what I mean? So. Yeah, okay. <laughs> in, in what in what ways? In, in, tell he's us, tell us about. Mad him. as a hatter, do you know what I mean? He's just like off his head. He's just, and yeah. I think all drummers are the same. They're just like I don't know what the word. Like free sheets to the window. <laughs> That's what you find. They don't know what it is. There are there are definitely stereotypes <laughs> in bands. Do you know what I mean? Like the, you know the drummers always kind of animal. Like free sheets to the wind. The bass player is always laid back. The, guitar, the the lead singer doesn't do anything other than stuff like, like this. No carrying of stuff, and yeah. uh, the lead guitarist always takes it very seriously. So, are you a lead singer that helps carry the drum stuff then? Because that'll be a first. Uh, I'd, to be fair, yeah, Dave's Dave's like my best mate, right? Um, <clears throat> one of my closest mates. So I, I do help him out. 
uh, yeah, I do. Reluctantly, granted. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, fair enough, fair enough. I can, no, remember, I can remember that meme. Uh, that that I saw a meme once, and it had somebody yeah. holding like a, a drum stand thing, and it said, "This is what a singer thinks of like carrying stuff." Is yeah, <laughs> I like that relationship. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> my my always response to when they call me that is, "I drive the van." Right. So you know, I Dave doesn't drive, so he never drives. So he falls asleep. You know, if we leave yeah. like, tonight, it's gonna. We'll leave Scunthorpe tonight about probably half past 11. It's two and a half hours from where we are. So yeah. probably getting there about two o'clock. It'll be fast asleep in the passenger seat. Yeah. I'll still be up driving. So I'll there say, I'm not carrying nothing because <laughs> I'll be still there later. Do you know what I mean? That's fair enough. And you can't even have a little tipple either, can you? So that's a, that's no, a okay. I might have a couple. Yeah. Kind of like having a couple to set my nerves before we go on. Do you yeah. know what I mean? I don't like doing drag gigs. I know it sounds like I'm alcoholic or something, but I don't know. I don't like doing a drag gig. Yeah. But now, to be fair, we, uh, the dynamic's good. We do all try and muck in and help out, to yeah. be fair. So, so drumming weren't really for you then, do you think? You, you had, I you loved know. it. I loved it, you know, but I'm quite an outgoing kind of person. Do you know what I mean? I'm always mm. like, I'm always like kind of in the centre of attention with, you know, whatever it is, or like the loudest one or whatever it is. So I think that since I've come to obviously being the front man and you kind of get more of the limelight, so to speak, yeah. I think that I've kind of, you know, taken that on board and took it in my stride, to be fair. Mm. So I absolutely love it. I wouldn't go back to being a drummer, although sometimes I wish, you know, when you go into, you play some gigs that you think are going to be really tough, you know, I, I do sometimes, wish, I wish I was just hid behind everyone else on the drums, yeah. but you know what I mean? Obviously, I'm the face that everyone's looking at me almost, so it's like, but no, I, I wouldn't change it now. I absolutely love it. Yeah. Do you ever like, do you know, when you when you play these big stages and that, and they, they just soundtrack the, the drums and you just think, I just fancy a good, in, in this big fucking reverb arena or wherever you're playing, do you just, yeah, get, yeah. Do, you, do you ever get I up do. and just have a little go? We played with them. Um, we supported The View last year in Newcastle. That was quite a big venue. Yeah. Um, and Dave just was just doing this mad drum solo, and it was just class. And I did think, wish I was back on there. But no, I won't change it for the world, yeah. mate. I love it. Yeah, no, no. It's, I love having a crack with the audience, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. genuinely, what you see on stage is what you get, kind of thing. Like, we just, you know, I forgot the lyrics last time I played Scumfort, <laughs> but I just, we kind of just you know, almost played it off and it ended up working in yeah. our favour kind of thing, you know. Yeah, nice one. So uh Scunthorpe tonight, nice one. Just before yeah. you before you got into drumming though, what 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 was your area like for somebody that had musical tastes and a creative yeah. more, more of a creative person? What were what were you like at school and the people around in you and, and Wigan just in general? I mean you, yeah Wigan you. sound it's quite quiet, do you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. it's quiet. It's just a normal place. Um I came from Possibly, I, I was from the outskirts of Wigan, so I wasn't like near the town centre mm. as such. So it, yeah. you know, it was a little bit quiet, a little bit you know, nicer, so mm. to speak. Um, and yeah, it was it was good. I mean, I only properly got into like indie music. You know, I was seeing Tina's Monkeys, all those kind of people. Possibly in college, I was never really into like music in like high school and stuff. I don't know why. Like, I, don't get me wrong, I did the drumming. I was in the school band, but. None of it was like, you know, I never went home and, you know, listened to the Stone Roses and stuff. That kind of only happened possibly in college. So I was probably a latecomer to it, really. You know, I haven't been one of those people who can say, oh, I grew up listening to them all my life because I haven't, to be fair. Well, I, I grew up as a kid listening to Stone Roses and and I'm 45 now. It's just amazing how that that, that music, you know, the verve from your area around there and, you know, that, those yeah, type of bands are still... 
uh, the younger generation like yourselves are still embracing them tunes this yeah, I mean, I, years on. The Roses, yeah, like, they're probably one of my favourite bands. I weren't watching them when they got to get yeah. back together at the Etihad. Was it 2017 or something? Yeah. That was some gig, you know. Oh, there, mate. Loved it. But, yeah, like I said, I weren't really into, like, you know, music, you know, in the scene or anything like that. That kind of only came when I went to college and yeah. and that mixed around with possibly other groups within, the you know, the music uh, built block, yeah. you know. So did you meet the band in college then? Is that is that where you started? Yeah, so, well, I, yeah. So, well, no, no, I didn't meet either. So yeah. my dad, this is shit story. So, so <laughs> my dad plays golf with someone, and that someone is the bass player in this old band that me and Sam were in, this function band that I mentioned oh, yeah. earlier. And the drummer ended up leaving to be a fireman or something. Yeah. So anyway, this guy was telling my dad when they were playing golf, you don't know any, uh, the drummer's leaving. And he said, well, only my lab's a drummer kind of thing, so... Mm-hmm kind of went to an audition and that was that really for four or five years. And then, like I said, when, when we decided to do it, when we decided to do it ourselves, um, obviously we had to start finding, obviously a bass player and, you know, then a drummer once I moved into the um, singing bit. So I went to college with a girl, um, Zoe Unsworth. She's like on the <laughs> circuit for doing like, I think she does a lot of cover stuff. Uh, she knew Dave. So that's how that happened. And I went to college with Jono. Uh, but he's in the year below me and he was a bass player and then yeah man just that's how we got think, together really yeah well Dave's uh, as well he's not from Wigan <laughs> well so, so you're you know, mate yeah I'm glad I've said that because he'd have probably said you know he bothers me every time I don't mention that he's from Southport he hates it we're not a fucking Wigan man. I'm from Southport I'm like, <laughs> just easy to say we're a Wigan band you yeah. know what I mean it's, well we are really do you know what I mean like, yeah. most of our so so it weren't a bigger shock to the system to your parents to say I want a bit oh I want a drum kit then because your family was into music anyway it went, it went like oh fucking hell don't, don't you want something a bit quieter no and, no and well smaller. to be fair like uh, it was when I was about six I've got a lot to thank to my parents for my mum and dad yeah. because I think I started off playing piano first right. um, and I just I didn't get into it um, and then I actually had to go on saxophone which I love so I've always had like music in, in mm. me but then I just think that I didn't enjoy that. I didn't enjoy yeah. my music teacher at the time. She was like an older woman. She was quite scary. So I thought, no, I'm not doing that every week. <laughs> um, and then my mum said, do you want to try the drums? And I absolutely loved it. And I had lessons. And I had lessons probably up until I was about, I don't know, 17, 18, to be fair. What, um, what, what was I, so scary about her? She just thought, do you know what it is? She's going to sound absolutely <laughs> stupid this, right? But <laughs> she said, you have to use your tongue when you play in saxophone, because that's how you get it going. Yeah. Uh, but she used to say that she used to say tongue instead of tongue, right? <laughs> right okay. And it, ju- it it just used to weird me out, and I just yeah. I couldn't get over it, like <laughs> at all. I was only about seven or eight, and I was just like, I don't, I, you know, I, I mean, I just fell clean off, and I went, nah, and I, I can't do it. Mum, you know what I mean? She's like, right, all right. <laughs> I used I used to play the uh, the tenor horn and cornet in a brass band years and years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I'm from Yorkshire, and they used to say tongue it, lad, tongue it. Yeah, yeah, well, she might, maybe that's where I just come, now I get it, do you know what I mean? But back then, I was seven or eight, I'm like, yeah. tongue, what's that? Obviously, wait, I said tongue, and yeah. so, yeah, stupid, really. I wish I carried yeah. it on, because that is, I'd love to be able to play saxophone. I'd love to be able to play piano, though, properly. Yeah. I can get by, do you know what I mean? But I'd love to be able to just get into, like, a, a bar or a pub and just play something, you know what yeah. I mean? But, so, well. so proud to say I'm a, I'm a band from Wigan, you know. I'm not I'm, I'm not going to talk about the Lathams, everybody else talks about them, you know, that obviously they've, 
um, you know, they're, they're where they are. But when I'm looking at bands from Wigan, I'm thinking Stanley's, I'm thinking yeah. Corvus and the Morning Star, uh, yeah, yeah. uh, all, all, all those type of bands that, that, that I see coming through and doing great things now. Yeah. Um, and everybody's proud to be a Wigan band now. They're, they're not calling themselves Manchester bands, which is nice. Yeah, um, well, exactly, yeah. That used to be a thing. Yeah. That's a thing, that's prefer. A lot of yeah. people in Wigan, in a band or not, just, you know, if you're just normal people kind of thing. But even though it's all from Manchester, it'll be in the bio on Instagram yeah. and something like, you're not from Manchester, from Wigan, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, so but yeah, Prem Wigan band, mate, yeah, to be fair. Yeah. Uh, obviously, with the help of, obviously, the Lathams in recent, you know, yeah. years have put it put us on the scene, which is good. And did, did you know those boys anyway when you were coming Yeah, I, Yeah, I do, actually. I went to uh, Doors the Drummer, his brother, older brother, he's, he's in my friendship group. Yeah. Uh, Connie's one of, one of my good friends, play golf with him, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, yeah no, I, I knew of them, yeah. Um, and then they just... You know, they just did something really special, didn't they, really? It must have been really nice at the, cause, uh, at, at the Biddlington gig. They were headlining and you guys were on a bit before, weren't you? Um, yeah, yeah, it was. I don't uh, what, know. Was it on the same day? I, I were at both days. I, I, my yeah, we were um, We were before the Lottery winners, I think. Mm. Yeah. Or maybe one more before them. I think that CVC band were after us. Yeah, they were. Yeah. So we were like a two or three before those, the Lavins. Watch that. I've never been seeing them, to be honest with you. Yeah. Never even watched them. They've never really been. My kind of music, granted, yeah. what they're doing in the industry is fantastic yeah. and all that kind of stuff and, you know, like, brilliant. But it's never really been my kind of music. But it's got to be said, I did watch him at Bridlington and I thought, yeah, was, that was pretty good, that actually. You it's know, funny but, It's funny that they have carpets and stuff now and shrubbery. <laughs> that, that's what I thought oh, when yeah. I'm thinking, aye, aye, yeah. they've, got, they've, got, they've got a few quid now. They've got a set for stage. Yeah, that's funny. We have, a, we have a big, to be fair, we're quite lucky. Our manager sorted, out with, sorted us out with the van, but we've got a big... Um, We've got a big Volkswagen transporter yeah. thing. Crafter, yeah. it is. Right. Big one. Nice. Um, and we thought we were lucky having that. And then I remember turning around the corner at Billington, they had like <laughs> two HGVs back to Bob Brilliant. So um, so you've got this big tour coming up. Uh, you, you've you're obviously progressed as a band. What, what stages do you personally look back at and uh, and think, we, we made a step up the industry there. Do, do you ever look back and... Uh, have these moments when you think, ah, oh, that's like a bit of a turning corner for us. T- talk us through those type of experiences that you're having as you progress through this industry. Um, we've had a few, to be fair. Yeah. Um, what, I mean, what was the first one? Of, let's start. Let's start off there. What was the first? I was one in twenty. I was on the. I mentioned it to you before, but yeah. um, off air. So just, um, yeah. But when we did, we Andrew Cushing um, mm. let us. I learned to, you know, ask to support him. Um, and, the, you know, the feedback that we got back from that and the response yeah. and the support off the back of that was just absolutely fantastic. And, you know, the followers went through the roof and stuff like that. And that was kind of a, right, we might be onto something here because, you know, someone else who's in a different kind of genre, really, I think yeah. Andrew is towards, their fans enjoyed it. And I thought, this is good. And obviously he's absolutely killing us. I thought yeah. that was good. And that was in the November. And then, because we supported him at Gorilla in Manchester uh, in November. And then, we put the Deaf Institute on sale uh, not long after that show. Mm. And it sold out in, what, a day, 24 nice. hours, which is, at the time, 250 was, like, yeah. fucking massive for us. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's still a, still, still a decent gig now, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and that was kind of the turn. I thought, bloody hell, like, 
24 hours is just fantastic and it made us think like, we could do something here but still very humble because like you know yeah. in the grand scheme of things a 250 cap venue isn't you know you're not going to you're yeah. not going to blow up you know what I mean yeah. so you just have to stay quite humble and then and then we put you know last year's last year's Gorilla on our own headline and that mm-hmm. sold out in a matter of you know like a few weeks which was massive that was like 600 so I think that was again when we think but yeah, we're on to something here and mm-hmm. I think it's just seeing the likes go up and the followers and how many people message us uh, and things like that and you think you know we, like I said we could be on to something we had but I mean to be fair mate genuinely we're on about it that Bridlington show was just that was actually to be fair one that I, we, we did think don't know there's you know there's something brewing here you know mm. there is something brewing like we can't give up on this you know we can't be one of those bands that just folds or whatever so we've got to keep going because like I said there was just to see a bucket arts and they're you know like we we only released what was it the 19th of August yeah. our single Grace had only been out three weeks and what felt like everyone in the audience was singing that back to us um, and that was just special yeah. so yeah I'd possibly say them them yeah. you know in recent I kind of think that because obviously we were like together about 18 months and then COVID happened and then it's almost like I think like it feels as though we reformed again as a new band it feels mm-hmm. like that was a fresh start because we were doing all right then but when we came back mm-hmm. we just kind of hit the road hit the ground you know running we supported the Sherlock's at the Albert Hall which wow, that's probably another one actually mm-hmm. before I came off stage we had like 500 new followers it was just wow. absolutely wild you know what I mean so that was probably one but like yeah I think we just feel like a new band in the last couple of years and we really ramped it up you know we really take everything a lot more seriously our rehearsing seriously our gigging more seriously you know so but like yeah, I'd say some of those were some of those um, occasions where we thought, you know, we could do this kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, where, where do you feel you sit within the industry now? Then because there's many layers in there, and you, you you step up venues every now and again, and that's progression itself. You start selling merch, you um, you know, things seem to be going your yeah. way. Uh, where, where do you feel like you sit now within the industry? Where would you Where would you say? I mean, I think we're on the cusp of doing something really good. I mean, we've got some really a couple, two or three really big really big for us anyway, dates at the end of the year that are unannounced. Um, you know, and if, if those goes those go well, you're like, well there's only you know, there's only a couple of venues that you can go to after these, do you know what I mean? Because nice. the size of that one. So that I think if we get them going, that's like good that's like right, bloody hell, you know, this is I'm dying to guess, but I'm not going to put you on the spot. I'm dying to guess the, the, the kind of places you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, we, it will be released probably yes, okay. uh, next yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Um <laughs> but yeah, but obviously, like then you've got like you've got bands like obviously the K's are absolutely killing it. Yeah. I would suggest, or I would like to think anyway. Someone can put me wrong, but I would think that we're kind of our next step would to be would be to try and get to where those guys are. I mean, the the model is just absolutely brilliant the way they've done it. They've just kept going and grinding and grinding and grinding mm-hmm. and just got to where they are. And now they're doing the O2 Victoria Warehouse in Manchester, which is yeah. fucking just a great venue. So. I would suggest that you know, granted, there's something we have possibly got a long way to go because they're doing, they we, like we do numbers, really good numbers in some of our home cities. And don't get me wrong, we do some good numbers in some of the cities further, you know, further afield. But they do numbers kind of everywhere. Do you know what I mean? And that's, that's where we need to get to. So I possibly think that we sit a little bit below them, you know. But like mm-hmm. I said, I do think we're on the cusp of doing something really good, whatever that is. Yeah. I don't know. Like I don't think we're going to become Coldplay. Like you know, you've got to have some fun with. <laughs> But you, yeah, you know. I would love to play. I would love to play the Castlefield Bowl. If I could play the Castlefield Bowl once, 
Right, yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd be happy. Yeah. Well, I probably wouldn't because you're never happy. Once you've heard the Castleville <laughs> board, you're, no, yeah, you're never happy. But I say that now, but if I were to, you know, I don't know, retire and look back and think I played the Castleville Bowl to whatever it is, six, 7,000 people, I'd, I'd love yeah. that. In yeah. the height of summer, pints, all that. Yeah, nice, nice. So, um, so as you become more professional and you, you and you're making a real good go of it, how, how have the dynamics changed within the lads within the band? You know, because some 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 people might see it as more pressure. Um, some people might just take 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 to it. You know, it's just it's for them. Um, since you know, just starting off playing a few gigs, gradually building up, getting these support slots. You know, reaching yeah, yeah. reaching new little bits. How's the dynamic yeah. between you all? Uh, develop, Do you know something, mate? Right? The dynamic is brilliant. We're genuinely like, we've only mm. just said before today, like, I can't wait for today because we're only at 10 o'clock, but we're going to, I'm virtually going to go after this this interview. Yeah. Um, so we're going to leave and get there for like five o'clock, which is five hours before we need to be there, but we're just going to get there and take mm. it all in and the banter and yeah. stuff like that. We love it. We live for it. Um, yeah. So I don't think the dynamic has changed as much. I just think the biggest thing is that. You know, especially now we've got a management team in place and we've got nice. contracts drawn up and stuff. So uh, we've really got to take it seriously now. We're not doing yeah. it for us, we're doing it for someone else as well. Um, yeah. So, but I think the biggest thing is obviously, like I said, three years ago, it was just, you know, once every couple of Saturdays, once every, now it's like every single Saturday and you've got yeah. to figure out, to kind of get to know, we all work full time. Right. We've all got girlfriends. Yeah. You know, and some of them have got houses. And then on top of those, you've then got to go and gig as well. You know what I mean? So I think finding that that kind of balance and getting that working and, and stuff like that, that's possibly been over the last six months, the hardest thing for us all to kind of work out because it's been a struggle mm-hmm. at times. Um, but I think we're on, we're getting, you know, we're getting there. And, and yeah, but I think I would say that's the only the only thing that we kind of struggled with, not struggled with, but that was the thing that we had to uh, address, you know, yeah. that, like, right, lads, we're going to be busier. We're going to have to see our girlfriends a little bit less, but, you know, you yeah. understand that we're in it for the long run kind of thing and it'll all, you know, so, and they get it and everyone's, um, yeah, everyone seems committed, but no, there's no dynamic change, to be fair, we just love it. People, people don't see that. They'll have seen you on these big stages thinking, look at these boys going through it. They don't. They, they won't see you getting up Monday morning and going to work as well, will they? And just seeing no, the no. after that. Because exactly. we'll go on like, yeah, so we'll, you know, like when, we're, um, when we do the tour in, in, in April, that's like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, four weekends on the run. Yeah. So we'll do Thursday, Friday, Saturday, come on Sunday. I'm back in work on Monday. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like the, the, the Monday blues for <laughs> bands of our size where they have to go back to work on the Monday and they've had a weekend like we've got is just, you know, is just awful. It must be Sat- horrendous. Oh, yeah. What am I doing here with this calculator or whatever it is? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you got customers on the phone yeah. to you and I'm like, I shouldn't be here, me. I should be on a stage somewhere yeah. or fucking, like, someone else should be doing this for me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, but no. So is, is, is the next stage where you can start to consider, I don't know, going part-time or... Yeah, possibly. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I said, we've got this management company in, uh, Todd. Shout out to Todd. Yeah, he's nice done a lot Todd. for us. Um, he's not such a, mani- a, mu- a music manager, Todd. He's never actually really been in the game, but he, mm. he's, a, he's been in like the business game, um, you know, managing businesses or whatever. So, and he just loves the music as well. Um, so, I think we, the side from him that we've got is that he manages. <laughs> like our finances and things like that, you know, like at one point we were just spending money with and anyway, we didn't need it. We weren't really making much now. We're in a position yeah. where obviously we're selling more tickets. We're always going to earn a little bit more money, but we're, 
you know, like we're a little bit more, you know, I don't know what the word is, frugal, is it? Or, you yeah. know, like we business, business savvy, you know, it, it, everything has to yeah, have a reason. organised, we yeah, know what we're nice. doing and we get, you know, we've got budgets, free little gigs, you know, and, and, and expenses money and things like that. So, yeah. so I think that's been a, been a real big, real big thing for us because he helps us with that. And I think that that's, a, that's something that I think some bands need help with, yeah. you know, the day-to-day running of it. Mm. You know what I mean? Keeping relationships with various promoters and things like that because we're all we're all busy, you know. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure that could take a lot of stress off you, uh, particularly because you've got songs to write, you've got rehearsals to do, you've got exactly. you, you've, you've got to check whether these songs are good enough to take you to the next level. You've got to you've got to have all this pressure that you put on yourself to to be the best that you can be as well, don't you, lads? Well, exactly, exactly. And obviously, one day the dream is, you know, hopefully. In the next 12, 18 months, we can maybe not go full-time band, but you might mm. go part-time work yeah. and do more band, that kind of stuff. That's the dream. Yeah. Um, that will allow us to do more writing, you know, more rehearsing and just getting your head in the game more, getting more about the band. Because obviously mm. we can only start thinking about the band really yeah. after five o'clock. Oh, that's what we tell our employers. <laughs> no, I, get you know, I completely get it. Uh, I completely get do you know it. what I mean? So that... So, that that would be that would be the dream, yeah. and that's where we're going. That's where we're going. Hopefully, that's the direction we're going. Yeah, definitely. Well, uh, I'm just looking at your tour poster that's coming up, starting in my hometown of Sheffield at the Leadville. Yeah. Uh, uh, the Leadville, what a venue think... that is! Um, supported Andrew Cushing there about oh, on right, that okay. tour I mentioned yeah. back in 2022. Brilliant. That was somewhere that I thought we had a great response, and now we're, mm. I don't know a handful of tickets from selling it out. It's mad, really. Yeah. Um, we did a press release this week. Um, with, a, with one of our PR companies um, and I had to write this statement thing and I thought it was nailed on and I essentially just said that there's like you know thousands of people up and down the country that were buying tickets week in week out to come and watch us play live and it's just wild because that's what we just love to do mm. that's how someone's paying me to do what I love to do do you know what I mean it's just it's just mad and obviously some of these venues are nearly selling out yeah I'm just well, looking at them now Nottingham sold out rough trade Lee, nice that Leeds is nearly sold out. Liverpool, I bet there's, I don't know, 80 tickets left. I think it's 600 tickets overall. Um, there's, you know, there's not a lot of tickets left at all and it just blows my mind. I mean, don't get me wrong, like seeing the big numbers in these northern towns, but you know, like 70 tickets gone or 80 tickets or something like that in in, in Southampton and Brighton and Bristol yeah. and all these kind of places. Those are the things that are blowing my mind because I'm like, I've never even been to these places, never gigged them, never yeah. even thought about them. But yeah. yeah, there's, you know, hundreds of people buying tickets to come and watch us in there. I'm like, that. that's where you think, bloody hell, yeah. fair enough. We must be getting about because we don't do any marketing there. They yeah. must just be listening to us yeah. on Spotify from there. No, I, lo- I love that. And, you know, the, the boy, Andrew Cushing, we've had him on three times on this podcast just because he's a good crack. He's a nice lad. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, and he, he, he's really passionate about what he does. And, you know, he, he's still got a long way to go from, I know he's really ambitious to do as much as what he can uh, and progress yeah, exactly. further. He's got his tour in America and all that stuff coming up, which is just amazing. Um, well, it goes back to what I said before. Like, I reckon that if he, he probably said three years ago, God, if I can do one night at the City Hall, I'd yeah. be happy, you know, and then just two just nights two. and he's still that Never happened. <laughs> sure, I mean, you're not. He's doing great, by the way. Absolutely. Him and his team. Are- his, his name comes up so much, so much times, uh, so, many, so many times within our interviews and people, yeah, like yeah. He's, you know, people have helped him on the way and then he's helped other people on the way. And now it looks like you're helping 
others on the way because I'm just looking at the support bands that you've got. There's quite a lot of different support bands for the tour, I can see. So my, yeah, my, yeah. my mates, the Cavs, they're on there. My mates, Rosellas are on there. Kairos, uh, Cruz from Sheffield. Yeah. Uh, Dirty Blonde, we're going to have on the podcast soon. Um, interviewing them soon. So there's a, you know, you, you, do you feel like you're, you're giving some back as well to help these people out on their journey? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, I suppose, yeah. I mean, they all, you know, they're all great bands, by the way. And we've gigged with them, you know, possibly even in, you know, reverse kind of lineups and on these all days, like today, the Cairo's are there, the Cavs would, uh, the Cavs would have been there. Um, so we've gigged with these people, aren't we? we've all got decent relations with, relationships yeah. with them. So I think it was about just, you know, I think we've just chosen supports that we kind of just like as people know we'll put on a good mm. show for us you know what I mean because we know them we've gigged with them you know they're in our scene they're in our circuit uh, there are a couple of bands that we've never gigged with like Toy Car from Liverpool I've heard a lot of good things about Toy Car um, Cruise to be honest mm. with you they're not a band I've ever gigged with to be fair but I, again I've heard a lot of good things about Cruise um, so so yeah no I, yeah the, the, this I, feeling I community is a big community I, I went to the Breadshed uh, gig of the day there you know the best of 2024 yeah um, i wanted to because i'm from sheffield originally i wanted to go and see cruise live and they're the class they're really nice lads that had a pint with him and drink with him said hello and that kind of stuff yeah, uh, yeah and yeah. And, and the the community and, and you know the calves were there uh a few other bands as well that I, you know i just can't remember because i'm old um <laughs> but the uh the 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 community around this feeling gigs uh just like each band coming to support each other's band when they're in the local area and that kind of stuff. I, I love yeah. that. I love that community that, that that's set up through those guys. Yeah, to be fair, the zone it's called, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and it genuinely is a thing, you know. Mm. Like we gigged in London and like Locking came and we've done the reverse and people, you know, yeah. I went to Rosella's gig at where was that at Band on the Wall. I went there. Yeah, I don't even think the lads know I went to be fair, but I went to that. Um, and there is like this kind of reverse kind of, you know, we all just kind of go and watch each other whether in our local yeah. towns because, you know, we're all mates kind of thing and we all just want to support because we all know how hard it is doing what we're doing, you know, so if we can yeah. give any kind of support back to anyone that we can, then we will do. But bands really support it. I know just from running RGM that, you know, there's a lot of people that just need help. They need a leg up. They need somebody to shout the name out there for them sometimes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, it, it, you know, it, it, even when when you just look at the community, just sharing bands and that kind of stuff, it, it, it doesn't cost you anything to support a new band, does it? You know, just share the stuff, download yeah. the stuff, treat yourself Sweet. to a T-shirt now and again. It goes yeah, a really exactly. long way. I love that. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't cost a lot at all, really. Um, especially starting out, what you're looking at a tenner a ticket or something like that. So it's not a lot. Granted, I know there's, like you said earlier, you know, there's not a lot of money floating about at the minute, but, you know, what's a tenner here and there? I don't know how these people go to seven gigs in a tour, though. I, I, I'm, I'm in awe of that. So I, I just see them online, like, in Nottingham one night, then in London, then Milton Keynes. I'm just like... The guy... I, I, the I, guy can't, deal, I can't deal with your energy. I, I just I feel like I'm a right lazy bastard. I, I don't know yeah. how to do it. There's a fellow in our, in our fan page, and he <laughs> put posts in the other day, and he said that he's going to our Birmingham gig. Nottingham and Birmingham, I think. Yeah. They're flying out to the Ratings gig on the Saturday or whatever day they're on. They're on somewhere in Germany or something like that. <laughs> so I'm like, fucking, that's commitment. How do you do that. it? How do you do it? 
Yeah, they must oh, take a week off work. And, and, and I physically really? can't work out how they do it. You know, like we work it costs as well. Like you say, oh, yeah. it costs, doesn't it? Like you know what I mean, like that. There, you're gonna he's gonna fly out to wherever it is, Berlin or something. I love it. So I don't know where he's. Well, again, those are the people that you need, mate. Yeah, yeah. They are so. the fasc- fascinating people. The fascinating. People. Yeah, yeah. Um, so how do you prepare for this tour then? As a band, how do you how have you set yourself up for? success on this new tour you've got coming up and there's tickets within the description of the podcast with a few dates left if anybody's interested yeah. in grabbing the last few there as well yeah get buying them yeah. um how do we prepare so a lot more rehearsals we probably double up the, yeah. the schedule probably about four weeks before just getting things tight to be fair like and as are most bands to be fair but we're just we're quite tight at the minute you know we could probably not rehearse during the week and still play the same because we've yeah. been playing that long we get it it's almost yeah. the same thing week in week out yeah. um so we probably could just probably go and do the tour and be just, but we don't, we like to go and try and some different bits. So we might come out of one song and go straight into another song, all those different kind of things, maybe some different interludes and stuff like that. But I suppose just, yeah, double in the rehearsal schedule. Um, and that, I can't, that's it really, mate, to be fair. You know, I kind of like, I'm kind of in like, started swimming a lot. Now, knowing that when we're going on tour, I kind of just want to get myself into a little bit more shape before we go on tour because, oh, nice. yeah. you know, there's a lot of eyes on you and, you know, you get photographed quite a lot. Um, and some of the other lads are the same. So we're trying to just get in a bit more shape because oh, we're nice. putting on a bit of Christmas away. Um, <laughs> I hear that. Um, and, yeah, we just want to kind of look the best front tour because I, I see some photos sometimes and I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> He's something about that, do you know what I mean? So I've been swimming every morning before work. No. Um, but that, other than that, mate, to be fair, not a lot of, you know, kind of preparation, so to speak, goes into it because it's just the same, you know, yeah. Other than we might buy, you know, a bit, bit few bits of equipment to make life easier or, we'll, you know, yeah. we'll go and get some new leads, get new strings, all those kind of things. Other than that, mate, not, not a lot goes into it. Not at our stage, you know, like, we're not like the Lathams yeah. or not man who've got an HGV and stuff like that. We might do some pre-production. In fact, that's what we'll do. Uh, yeah. We're getting to a position now where we have to start doing pre-prod. So that's like, you know, you go to another venue and just kind of do your set and make sure everything's right or your visuals and all your sounds right in your ears yeah. and stuff like that. Um, we've just that's recently good. bought some in-ear monitors, you know, the ones that go in. Um, up to our game spent a lot of money on them um, so we'll probably do some pre-production days with those but other than that not, not loads to be fair mate just yet do you, do you ever think about what your set might be because I, uh, I, I, I keep seeing the K's and they've got a big like K's behind them now um, and obviously when we yeah, I've seen that. Zoom, no, you know, I mean, have you thought about what you want like would you ever go like full spinal tap and have a big fucking thing I think obviously <laughs> once we get into I don't think it's exciting that though, isn't it? It's a bit sad. It's, it's exciting thinking about that kind of stuff. Just oh, you. this is the best thing. Yeah. You know what I mean, that's like all the cool stuff that you can have. You know, you have small machines and then fire things yeah. going up or whatever. But <laughs> I think that, like I said, I don't want to put ourselves down, but I don't think that this tour specifically warrants that kind of. Yeah, you know, don't need, you don't, you don't need lasers yet. Yeah, they're only like obviously the ones down south. They're all like smaller venues. Yeah. Leeds, London, and <laughs> I know London's down south, but the other ones like Southampton, yeah. all those, they're all small venues. But like the Leeds, London, and Liverpool weekend, they are of big venues. So we might do a little bit of production in that, whether that's, I don't know, a, a, a backdrop or, yeah. or we usually like to have some pyro on. So we usually get lilac confetti that goes out. Um, but no. Not a load on this one, but obviously as we move into the, the, the end of the year kind of shows that we yeah. discussed the big ones that we've got, we are already thinking about kind of 
what visuals we're going to have and stuff because you've, you've got to make it a show. You've got to make yeah. it different to the last one and all those kind of things. It's quite hard to be fair. I think it gets tougher when you do one into these big ones because everyone has got to be better than the last or yeah. different or something, you know. And you could probably over start overthinking it mm. to be fair. Yeah. I know I, me and myself and Sam, the guitarist, do we, we definitely overthink things like that, you know. That's fun yeah. though, isn't it? You can you can have fun just dreaming about like what 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 would you have if you were if you were playing an arena? What 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 would you just shoot the shit a little bit? What would you if, if you were playing Manchester Arena or something? What what would you like behind you at this stage now? I'd like. Do you know what I think are really cool and it's been done before, obviously. But I like, I think I like them like a big like the big TV kind of screens behind yeah. you. You know, I like it whether you get videoed yeah. walking on stage, oh, no. so they'll see you. You know, like just about ten seconds. Yeah. Before or 20 seconds, depending on how far your green room is, where they video you from there walking through. Nice. Do you know what I mean? That is some, that's a goal, yeah. Uh, of mine, I that's think, reachable. That's of course, reachable. It is. yeah, yeah, it's not unreachable, but I, it's all within budgets, isn't it? Yeah. You know, like it depends what you want. Like, I think some bands, I think some bands overdo it and spend probably too much when they don't need to at this yeah. stage, you know. That's the goes back to what. <laughs> Todd, our manager, was like, "Like, yeah, that's all well and good, but we're here for a reason. We're here to try and make money to pay for the next thing, and the next thing. So, do you really think that you need that right yeah. now? No, <laughs> let's do it for the next show. Do you know, it's all this kind of stuff. So, I think that we're quite modest at the minute yeah. with those kind of stuff. But I think that we'll, uh, at some point we will get to us. But I think at the end of the year we'll be doing something quite fun. So, when these dates are announced. Yes. Everyone buy a ticket. It yes. will be different. Nice. Uh, and there will be some cool production. Nice. And you've just released a new single just before we let it get off to Scunthorpe today. Just released a new Scunthorpe this past weekend, a new single this past weekend. Talk <laughs> us through that and tell us why uh, people should download it. Yeah. Well, it's called Hopeless Romantic. Yeah. Um, it came together in the studio, obviously. Um, it was at a time when I suppose we hit like a bit of a writer's block. I suppose anyone who watches this, you've got a little bit of uh, inside knowledge, yeah. really, because no one knows this. But we kind of hit a bit of a writer's block around last year. When did we call it? Around about set, no, about June time it was when we booked in. So we kind of just went in. We were recorded with Sugar House, uh, which are in St. Helens, AD and Lee, great lads. Um, and we just went to say, listen, we're struggling a little bit. He said, just come in anyway, whatever you've got. Um, and... Hopeless Romantic is a product of of that, really, because we would we ended up going down a different avenue to our usual kind of music, because obviously we're kind of like northern guitar, kind of cortinsy kind of vibe. This is a little bit, it's a touch darker, it's a little bit more, I don't know what the word, it's a little bit more, I don't know, ratings I think, I don't know. Um, but it's just a bit different, but it came from the fact that we were in writer's block and we were just trying anything, do you know what I mean? Um, and yeah. it's actually, I didn't really want to put it out again inside yeah. knowledge because I just didn't think it was us. Um, oh. But we put it out and the the reaction, the response to it has just been absolutely phenomenal to be fair. So, you know, well, I've done it. I, I'm really enjoying this chat today, getting to know you a bit more, like what goes on behind the scenes at the Lilac. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always, a, it's always an interesting time to, uh, to document the journey of a band. And that's what we're all about here at RGM. So, Ollie, mate, thanks for joining us today. I really appreciate no worries, it. Mate. Thank uh, you very do, much. Do you have a message for your fans just before we let you get off for uh, Scunthorpe today? Uh, I suppose, you know, just keep listening. Keep buying tickets. Um, we've got a lot of unannounced stuff, some festivals in there as well nice. that are again unannounced. Um, 
which we're really excited about on some different stages. Um, and you're very, you're very professional at not, at not like getting tripping up. I like it. You're very good. You like that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, well, I have tripped up before in the past, <laughs> okay, before, so I've got practice. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, that's all. It. It's just you know, I, I suppose really anyone who's watching and a fan of the band, just you know, yeah. I suppose thanks for the support, continued support. Genuinely, like the fans, we couldn't, you literally couldn't do it. The, no one bought a ticket, yeah. no one streamed our music, yeah. and we could not be here today. So genuinely, it's down to the fans that were doing what we're doing. Um, so thank you very much. Well, mate, for that, th- thanks for joining us. I'll let you get off to Scunthorpe. Have a good gig tonight. Say hello to all the boys and the bands that are on there with you, and just yeah, fucking, just fucking have it, mate. Nice one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No worries at all, Tom. Oh, thanks, Ollie, mate. He's rushed off. He's gone straight to Scunthorpe to his gig tonight. Nice one. Have a, have a good one, lads. Within the description of this podcast, ladies and gentlemen, it takes you straight to their website. Uh, only a limited handful of tickets left at selected venues across the uh, whole country at the minute. Uh, things are happening. It's good. They're professional, these lads. I like that. No messing about. They all know where they stand. They're realistic. Not getting carried away with it all. They know they've got something good on their hands. And they're grabbing it by the by the bollocks. That's just nice, isn't it? Nice one. And a big thank you for everybody staying right up to the end of this podcast. It's always appreciated. I never really know if you if you if you uh, if you end up here at the end to these things. <laughs> but hello. Uh, of all, of, of course, you can watch the podcast, the video version of the podcast on YouTube too. Pop us a little subscription on there if you can be asked. Uh, and yeah, thanks for joining us for another week here at the RGM po- Experience Podcast to delve into the archives. Plenty to find in there. Loads of fun, loads of exciting stuff. Uh, I've got a big weekend recording three podcasts this weekend, so I'm, uh, I'm excited for what the weeks ahead um, are. Uh, I, 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 I can't speak. <laughs> I'm just going to get off. Uh, as always, at this point of the stage... Look, I can't even perform a sentence. At this form, at this time of day... Right, I'm going to get off. Uh, toodaloo. That was good, weren't it? Thanks, guys. I'm getting off. Toodaloo. Welcome to RGM. Are you in a band? Come and join us. Simply click on the RGM submission page, submit your music, and we'll sort the rest. Hello. Did you know that you can support our podcast in many ways? Within the description of this podcast, you will see a list of all the equipment that we use. These are Amazon affiliate links. Clicking on these links take you to Amazon. If you buy whatever you're planning that week, we get a small kickback and you get a parcel at no extra cost. We would really appreciate your support. Or you can just go old school and donate a pound or whatever you feel is appropriate in there. Please subscribe and tell a friend about our show. And thank you for your support and we'll see you next week.